Chapter 7 of Farm Ballads. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kim Gibbs. Farm Ballads by Will Carlton. Chapter 7 Over the Hill to the Poorhouse. Over the hill to the poorhouse, I'm trudging my weary way. I, a woman of seventy, and only a trifle gray. I, who am smart and chipper, for all the years I've told, as many another woman that's only half as old. Over the hill to the poorhouse, I can't quite make it clear. Over the hill to the poorhouse, it seems so horrid queer. Many a step I've taken, a toilin' to and fro, but this is a sort of journey I never thought to go. What is the use of heapin' on me a pauper's shame? Am I lazy or crazy? Am I blind or lame? True, I am not so supple, nor yet so awful stout, but charity ain't no favor if one can live without. I am willin' and anxious and ready any day to work for a decent livin' and pay my honest way. For I can earn my victuals, and more too, I'll be bound, if anybody only is willin' to have me round. Once I was young and handsome, I was upon my soul. Once my cheeks was roses, my eyes as black as coal. And I can't remember, in them days of hearin' people say, for any kind of a reason, that I was in their way. Tain't no use of boastin', or talkin' over free, but many a house and home was open then to me. Many a handsome offer I had from likely men, and nobody ever hinted that I was a burden then. And when to John I was married, sure he was good and smart, but he and all the neighbors would own I'd done my part. For life was all before me, and I was young and strong, and I worked the best that I could in trying to get along. And so we worked together, and life was hard but gay, with now and then a baby for to cheer us on our way. Till we had half a dozen, and all growed clean and neat, and went to school like others, and had enough to eat. So we worked for the children, and raised them every one, worked for em summer and winter, just as we ought to have done. Only perhaps we humored em, which some good folks condemn, but every couple's children's a heap the best to them. Strange how much we think of our blessed little ones. I'd have died for my daughters. I'd have died for my sons. And God, he made that rule of love. But when we're old and gray, I've noticed it sometimes somehow fails to work the other way. Strange, another thing, when our boys and girls was grown, and when, except in Charlie, they'd left us there alone. When John, he nearer and nearer come, and dearer seemed to be, the Lord of hosts, he come one day, and took him away from me. Still, I was bound to struggle, and never to cringe or fall. Still, I worked for Charlie, for Charlie was now my all. And Charlie was pretty good to me, with scarce a word or frown, till at last he went to courtin' and brought a wife from town. She was somewhat dressy, and hadn't a pleasant smile. She was quite conceity, 
and carried a heap of style. But if ever I tried to be friends, I did it with her, I know. But she was hard and proud, and I couldn't make it go. She had an education, and that was good for her. But when she twitted me on mine, twas carrying things too far. And I told her once, for company, and it almost made her sick, that I never swallowed a grammar or et arithmetic. So twas only a few days before the thing was done. They was a family of themselves, and I another one. And a very little cottage one family will do. But I never have seen a house that was big enough for two. And I never could speak to suit her, never could please her eye. And it made me independent. And then I didn't try. But I was terribly staggered and felt it like a blow when Charlie turned again me and told me I could go. I went to live with Susan, but Susan's house was small, and she was always a-hintin' how snug it was for us all. And what with her husband's sisters, and what with children three, t'was easy to discover that there wasn't room for me. And then I went to Thomas, the oldest son I've got, for Thomas's buildings had cover the half of an acre lot. But all the children was on me, I couldn't stand their sauce, and Thomas said I needn't think I was coming there to boss. And then I wrote to Rebecca, my girl who lives out west, and to Isaac, not far from her, some twenty miles at best, and one of them said twas too warm there for any one so old, and t'other had an opinion the climate was too cold. So they have shirked and slighted me and shifted me about. So they have well-nigh soured me and wore my old heart out. But still, I've borne up pretty well and wasn't much put down till Charlie went to the poor master and put me on the town. Over the hill to the poorhouse, my children dear, good-bye. Many a night I've watched you when only God was nigh. And God'll judge between us, but I will always pray that you shall never suffer the half I do today. End of chapter 7